Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm very excited about our little talk because all my emails are uh, basically saying, F- you, Holmberg, get your checkbook ready. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll put skin in the game. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll win that stupid charity award we've been fighting for and put, and I'll hang it. Mine. Yeah. Price for everything. We can buy one. We'll, that's what it is. That's what awards are. You buy them. Everybody thinks that the Hollywood Walk of Fame is an honor bestowed upon you. You buy it. I didn't know that. You can't buy your own. No, somebody has to buy it for you. And they nominate you. And usually it's right when you have, like, something to promote. Crazy. So, that's pretty uh, normal. All right, get rid of these. He's got this here. What would Brady do is here, and it is... uh, Ready to go, but I am gonna. Well, that's fine. You want to? Has the wanna, Walk of Fame made its uh, way down to San Diego yet? How how long does it go? Now? It doesn't go that long. No, it's oh. not hundreds of miles. It's just <laughs> up and down that cesspool, known as Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard. The, there's only so many spaces. My favorite part of the Walk of Fame and the uh, is walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard, going, "Oh, look, there's Clark Gable. Uh, where? Oh, over there by that uh, human <laughs> pile." Oh, is that human feces? Yeah, there's no other kind. It's the Hollywood Boulevard human parade. I can't imagine being a tourist from another country, rolling in, going America. This is I'm going to L.A. Check all this out, and then you walk on Hollywood Boulevard, and you're like, this place is a disaster. It's horrible over there. Yeah, you think about it. It's like I don't think it's that way in the Great Wall of China or some other big. You know, <laughs> wouldn't it be great yeah. though if it was just a bunch of heroin addicts and human poop? That'd be a lot, though. The Great Wall just has its feces-riddled mess. Uh, anyway, well, what we're ready to do, brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pawn, M&P Guns. I got an email from a guy, Brett, that uh, he went through the, the AR-15 class. Where is that thing? And he said yeah, he sent awesome. me awesome. Did he? Send sent me yeah. a picture of it, too. So I took the uh, M&P AR-15 building class this weekend. Uh, where is that? It says, it's fun. Never built a gun, but now I feel uh, confident I could change out some of the parts or do repairs. Something breaks. The group was incredibly knowledgeable. The teacher was great. Amazing customer service. And thanks to KUPD for letting me know about it. Uh, signed, David Morgan. 
Well, that's the thing. You can buy, you can go in there and buy one already pre-built and stuff, which is great. You know, it's awesome. Oh. But if you go through the class, you build your own, you leave with that gun, yeah. but you, you now know how to take Appreciate it apart, clean it, yeah. you can fix it, you can, you know, upgrade it if you want. You can do everything because you've been through it. Stupid about my AR-15 yeah. and my AK-47 because mm-hmm. I don't have any clue how they operate. Right. And I, so I kind of leave them alone. I ignore them a little bit because I'm like, I'm not smart about these. Like I know how to clean a gun. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how to thoroughly get that one right oh yeah no there's a lot going on there is and so they, they'll they teach, teach it. it yeah that was david morgan then i got an email uh says john i'm glad you were talking about the humane society i'm one of the eamts at arizona humane one of the folks who drives the animal ambulance uh handles rescues ambulance calls and annual uh, animal crimes uh with cruelty investigations are on a rise man can you tell the people of the valley to knock at the f off be human be kind to animals and pets it's too hot for this crap and it's tiring I'm about ready to send in some Italians. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Dakota. All right. Says the name's Dakota. Then it says, P.S., before Brett or anyone says anything, <laughs> my name's Dakota and I'm a dude. I'm not a porn star. I was born, born with guy parts. <laughs> His last name is also Morgan. Dakota, big M, little organ. All right, so I'll get that out of the way. But, uh, yeah, thanks to MMP Guns for uh, getting that done and a lot of people going over there. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, they every everybody who goes through that thing comes back and just raves about it. Check them out, 12th Street and Indian School. MoMoneyPawn.com. Thank you for helping us with what would Brady do. Brady, you ready? Ready. This one is good. Uh, dear Brady, I told my coworkers uh, that I wanted to have dinner with my wife last Friday, and so I skipped an after-hours work dinner. Monday... This is last week. I got called into the office and told I'm not a team player, which, by the way, I am. I just said out loud that I'd rather be with my wife than you guys. Exact quote. So I went to dinner with her. My boss said to me, hey, if you ever show that kind of insubordination out loud again, you're facing consequences. Uh, First off, I work on commission. I sell a product for them. Second, they don't know that dinner with my uh, if they don't know that dinner with my wife wife outweighs dinner with them, they're idiots. Uh, is this an HR thing, or do I just choke this down uh, until the next team building exercise and just go? I like the people I work with. I just can't believe this is an event in life. Vince, you think you should take it to HR uh, if it happens again? No, now that he got reprimanded. For wanting off-hour time with his family. Must be newly married. Yeah, yeah, because I would... (laughs) (laughs) Brett's right. (laughs) I still want to spend time with her. How long have you been married? A week? Any excuse. Honey, I got to go to this after-hours work thing with these idiots. I'm not coming home for months. Yeah, he's a newlywed. You're right. (laughs) You know, I kind of look at it... You know, discussing it with his uh, his boss first. Yeah. I hope you understand that, you know, it's family first. And if not, but because uh. here's where I see, like, sometimes when you go to HR, doesn't it go back to the person that the HR calls them in like your boss needs to talk to you? Depends. And all of a sudden, now you're. <laughs> but you file a complaint. You say something. Yeah. And then it doesn't go back to the boss. My guess is the HR person's probably tight with the boss. So they might say, hey, uh, Vince had a little issue with you yelling at him about going to dinner. I don't, you know, I'd like to uh, try to solve that without reporting anyone just saying, you know, I have my choice between family or my wife and, you know, that's it. But 
tell me if this is an absolute important dinner that I need to go to. But here's the thing. I'm just devil's advocate. You're being awfully nice to the guy that just threatened your job for having dinner with your wife. So maybe call a meeting with him and the HR person. Sit down and go, I didn't appreciate this at all. Yeah. I'm not filing a complaint, but I didn't want this to get out of hand without somebody watching. You can't tell me I can't have dinner with my wife without with some, you know, Applebee's bar visit trumping that. This wasn't a work event. I work for commission, by the way. Yeah. So if, I'm, 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 I'm just using your building. You got them dead to rights if it was yeah. a spontaneous dinner. Hey, we're right. going out. It's a team dinner. Right. I already had plans. But what he's mad about is a dude standing up in the office going, I'd rather go to dinner with my wife than you guys. And that goes back to what Brett's saying. How newly married are you? Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of times guys say, oh, I'd love to. I got to go to dinner with my wife, though. I think your ex- excitement for having dinner with your wife seemed like a lie. <laughs> like nobody bought your story. Sometimes that statement can be breaking balls, too. Like, you know, making fun of the guys. Right. Like, Ugh, I'd rather do this than hang out with you. Right, and, and I think that's guy. the boss thought. It's like, I'm not doing a work event with you guys. I got dinner with the wife. And all guys are like, wait a minute, dinner with the wife? He's lying. Well, Nobody, always, nobody's excited about that. <laughs> there are always pressures that you'll, you'll have it come across no matter where your job is. Right. The team events are... Right. There's stuff you got to do, but if it's an after-hours dinner, and you're like, I couldn't make it, and you get yelled at. Here's the other thing. You got all the leverage in the world. If you're commission and you're good, they don't want to lose you. There's the other thing. How do you do it? Yeah. (laughs) Where's your budget? Because right now they could be looking for a way to bounce you. And maybe you ought to go to the team events, and hopefully your wife would understand, hey, can we go to dinner tomorrow? Was this our former salesman, Tom Wintermeyer? He enjoyed time with his wife more. It was a odd. He enjoyed time with his wife and time at Hooters. But a lot of time with his wife. Like he would say, oh, the wife and I are like real excited about it. I'm like, I don't believe you. Like nobody's this Who excited. are you? Nobody's this excited about spending that time with their wives. Anyway. It's a strange one. This guy says, newlywed status aside. HR immediately. If he gets fired for this and there's no uh, retaliation clause in Arizona, they can't fire you for this. Uh, no jokes, and I'm one to joke. Go to HR immediately. Yeah. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, all right. I think that's right. That's a good answer. Yeah, I would at least have a chat in front of HR. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Uh, This one says, hey, Brady, I've been pretending to be a struggling person financially for about 11 years. I'm 50. Wife is 52. The 2000s were absolutely brutal on us, forced to close our business, which had been paying the bills, lost the house, became renters for two years. Uh, Now, we didn't Ramsey our lives, meaning Dave Ramsey. We didn't Ramsey our lives, but starting in 2014, we started to recover. We bought a new house, uh, socked away everything. My family is a, a complete... My family is complete crap with their money. Uh, when we had our business, they'd ask for money constantly. But when we lost the house, they stopped. 
We got better with money. They stayed the same. So I'm an asshole for letting my entire family think we're still, or am I an asshole for letting our entire family think I'm still broke and struggling? I think I can keep lying to them forever if it means they kind of stop talking to me about money and stuff. It's simply self-preservation for us, and we hate the hassle of them asking for cash. Would you act poor with your family that needs money for your own sanity? Andy. Uh, n- no, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't, I, you know, flashing it around and right. one thing He's like doing that. the opposite. But I don't, I don't consider him necessarily lying to his family that he does have money, but, but if it's causing him, he's got so much pressure that he's like, I got to keep in this, right. you know, our, our house here and I, I can't let but if enjoy you've got, certain things. If you've got deadbeat family and you've got, I could, that'll never stop. I could help money. Would you give it to him, knowing that that domino just pushed down all the rest? Well, he kind of knows the answer to that, because if the deadbeat family has never changed the whole time, right. they're not doing anything to get out of their deal. Right. And you bottomed out, and you still got you out of back your out. deal. Yeah. So what you could do, I mean, which is easier. If it's easier to, say, uh, live like you're doing and keeping it from your family, or you're back... And you're saying, no, but look, I, I lost it all, and I got it back. You guys can do the same thing. Let's say your, your uh, nephew Charlie hits hard times. You help him out once. Yeah. Then he comes back for a second one because he blew that money. He didn't do anything. Yeah. He didn't get back on his feet. He blew it. Do you help him a second time knowing that if you don't, you're probably never going to see him again? Second time is going to be really tough on that uh, situation because if he did the same thing over again. Which he's going to do. Yeah, I'm not, no. But it's, you it's cut one ties time. with him? Because that's probably what's going to happen. Like he said, it's like they're not going to talk well, to Well, then that's not being a good, you know, family person on the other side. Well, I'm just saying. It's like, actually, yeah. Do if, you if, cut if ties with him? Knowing no, I'm he's going to keep, ties he's going to, every I'm time you see him, he's going to want money or think you're a dick. Or make you feel guilty for not handing it over. Yeah, you, you know, gotta, then there's no need to hang out. You got to bounce those people. I think they bounce themselves sometimes. Family or otherwise. There's a certain time in life you got to start bouncing the deadbeats. Someone that's, yeah, it's, yeah. and I think it happens. I, I know sometimes it can be difficult, but in that situation. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't because once you turn them down so often, I've never seen someone always coming back, always coming back. I have. When you, when someone, I've had it you most of the time. It's like, take, I don't know, three times. I know of. No, it happens. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty darn good on that. I think when you loan someone money, I think Brett's people taught me this. You're basically putting a price on their friendship. Oh yeah. You're basically saying whatever I'm loaning you is the cost of our friendship. If you don't pay me back, which I don't expect yeah. you to, that pretty much means I just gave you this much money to get out of my life. It's like a divorce. How much do I have to pay her to go away? As the great Sonny said in the Bronx Tale, it costs you twenty bucks to get him out of your life. Yeah. You know, for he's never going to talk life. to you again, right? And it costs you twenty bucks. That's yeah. a good. That's a good price. And you don't want to start throwing ten, twenty grand at a family yeah. member and have them disappear and say, "Oh, it was the cost of doing business." But if you're loaning somebody five or six hundred bucks, a never expect it back ever. If you get it back, that's gravy. And if you don't, eh, yeah, five hundred bucks to learn the lesson. But people, family is a thing that people take more advantage of than they do actually feel. Oh, it's your family. You have to help. No, I don't. Because they don't show any responsibility. 
And I don't help that. We I help have, people uh, that want to help themselves. Brett's shown me that he's going to actually do something about it. If he runs into trouble and goes, man, I need a hand, happy to give it to him because I know Brett's going to stand up yeah. and be a man about it. And at the very least, keep in contact going, I cannot pay you back or I'm going to pay you back eventually. And that, otherwise, it's just like, all right, Brett just disappeared with the cash and he's still in trouble. I don't want him back. I know one guy that basically I've washed my hands of the situation after telling them they're just they're your family is taking advantage of yeah over and over again and um he won't uh, stop he won't let him go yeah he's yeah. like their their, their family. family and uh and I go but do you see what they're I mean that's over and above family that's not would you ever do that to them right mom and dad maybe but if I keep watching them make the same mistakes I'm just going to take over their money like that's it. If if I'm their bank, I'm monitoring this. There's classic story situation. You've been in this situation where um, he'll be out with the family. They're out to lunch, dinner, whatever. The check comes. Oh, they pull back. They all just look down at the end of the... They expect it. They expect it. He picks it up. Expect it. Yeah. You want to go out to dinner? Yeah. And then they use, but we're family. You're not, you're treating me like a bank. It's brutal. This poor bastard. Yeah. I've always used this analogy. In your 30s, you can start getting rid of cousins you haven't talked to in a while. You don't need them around. Nah. If you run into them later, that's fine. But there's really no reason. In your 40s, you start looking at the real close ones. Are they benefiting me or are they hurting me? And you got the ones that start making you feel like they're the ones who ruin Christmas every year. They're wrecking everything. I can start trimming edges off of this, little fat out of this, see them on Christmas and the holidays. People use the word family as an excuse to blast other family members. You're supposed to take my, you're supposed to take my because we're family. And my argument back is, you're not supposed to give me. We're family. I got friends that are closer to family than you know. Me too. Way closer to them. Some of my family. Yeah. My buddy Mark is my brother. Yeah. Like no question about it. Like he is a closer sibling than I could ever imagine. And his family. Like, I look at his kids almost like relatives to me for some reason. I don't want any, like, if they started calling and asking for cash, I'd Uncle treat John. them like relatives. Yeah, if <laughs> Uncle John's not, yeah, it's like, oh, I can cut this one out. I'm, oh, on the, no. I'm on the other side of it because I chose to move out here 30, yeah. 32 years ago. So a lot of the, you know, where I get a little, I feel bad sometimes that I wasn't around my sister's kids growing up or something like They're that. They're fine. They are. Yeah. But it's weird. I mean, my brothers, two daughters. You might have a you know, better relationship because of it. Because they're actually happy you, to see you. Don't you don't see them as often. Yeah. Yep. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? Holmberg's Morning Sickness. All right, finally. Dear Brady, my mom divorced my abusive dad last year. Uh, there's a lot of background there, but that's not why I'm writing. After she divorced, oh my God, I got the hiccups. After she divorced him, she also left the church they attended together uh, since I was in grade school. Apparently, their church is happy with her. Uh, here's the gist of the hate mail they sent. Oh, he said that sarcastically. They sent my mom last month. It says, greetings in Christ. We're contacting you at this time based on your absence from this church. Uh, early December last year. Your unwillingness to reconcile with your husband is the reason why. Because of this, at a Duly called membership meeting, July 2nd, 2023, our congregation has voted to dismiss you as a member as a disciplinary action. 
Your actions have demonstrated that you are a person lacking saving faith. True believers in the New Testament faithfully attend their local assemblies, submit themselves to the leadership of the elders and scriptures. We have repeatedly requested an exit interview, but have yet to receive a response. We pray that God and his uh, providence will grant you repentance, acknowledgement of the truth, and be brought to your senses so as to escape the snare of Satan. Phase two. Yes. Wow. We stand ready to meet with you should you have a change of heart in Christ, Reverend blah, blah, blah. Uh, Brady, help me so I don't take a flamethrower to this pious BS place. How would you handle this, Stephen? Well, I'd be curious about the exit strategy or the meeting. I'd have to go to that meeting. Yeah. I'd go I want to know meeting. about that and, and, and then clarify, well, uh, where's the forgiveness part of the faith in, in this church or, you know, it's worked out. But. They're the worst ones about it. But you, you at stop, the same time... They're, they're like the deadbeat family member we're talking about. You stop giving them money, they, they want to cut you out. But here's where I'll protect the uh, church side of it. If you signed up for that church and you knew those yeah. clauses and everything, it's true. then that's part of the deal. They said, that, you know, if, if you happen to have show this behavior or right. do this, you're excommunicated. Or basically, I give it to church. any church that sticks to their guns with what they're supposed to do yeah. instead of wavering around. You hate the gays. Stay gay hating. Yeah. Don't start wavering around because the societal tides change and you start to notice attendance dropping. This is what you guys have believed your whole time. Stick with it. Divorce, it's a bad thing. Yeah. You guys hate it. Don't start wandering around going, ah, we're losing people because of this divorce thing. Maybe we should let them back in. It's like when the Mormons allowed blacks in in the 70s, the late 70s. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. And recognize your religion is mostly no bull. No That's way. what you should do. You want to be competitive in football and other sports. <laughs> yeah, you, you want BYU. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you drain the Samoans. That's a small island. Yeah. You're going to need some blacks. But your book says it punishes people by darkening their skin. There's no getting around that. None. It's a punishment from God to make you black. No getting around it. I don't want to hear your bull excuse on why it changed in 1978. Same with the Catholics and the Christians in divorce. You guys have hated it the whole time. Stick to it. This harlot wants to they leave her husband. Ended. You kick her out. You kick her. No amendments. There's no amendment. It's the final word. 10K, of God. you're out. It's the final word, right? I thought. So I admire a church. Like I, I, the Muslim religion's nuts, but I stick to it. It was written in the fifth or sixth century, and they're like, "This is how it is. Live in the cave, goat, goat horde, and move forward. Uh, don't, don't seek anything good. All right, keep the ladies dressed as beekeepers. I'm like, I admire that. You guys had a book. You're like, this is it. This is where we go. You start changing it, and all you are is, you know, they're a TV network going, ah, our, our research isn't looking. They're like us with radio. It's like, we did a music survey, and it seems like people aren't liking the Smashing Pumpkins so much, so they're out of the book. Yeah, Brady's right. You signed up for a church. You knew the rules. You got divorced, you harlot. You're a single whore going to hell now. <laughs> That's can, the way they saw you from you the start. You can find uh, there's a lot of other churches that will accept you for who you right. are. Yes, you make the adaptation. They shouldn't have to. You go to Harlot Whore Church and start over because you're not a harlot or a whore. And any decent person would see that. But a church that says we don't like this, why do you want to be part of it? I never understood that. I talked to gay guys who go to church. Why do you want to be part of that? Yeah, they don't like you. And they don't want you there. Well, no, they've changed. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. Look, at, look at what's been the history. Why? It's like the Nazis have changed too. Still not going to join. Join one that wants you. I was raised this way. Yeah. And they never wanted you. You were raised that way so long as they didn't know. Now that they know, you're like, ooh. 
They're, they're constantly trying to change you. So, yeah, Brady's right. Know the church you joined. If you do non-churchy things, you're out. And divorce is one of them. My friend's mom got divorced and wanted to get remarried in the church. Didn't you say your parents did that too? Or what? was it someone else? They wanted to get remarried. They wanted to get married in the church again after a divorce. And they made them go through some school, like $25,000 later. Ten up front. Yeah. To just admo- get rid of the last one. The and annulment. You want to try this well, that was, again? Yeah. My, my mom wanted us to oh, get married right. in the Catholic church. And my ex had was married prior to. So right. she would have had to go get it annulled and go through all this stuff. And she's like, no. And so I had to tell mom, that's not yeah, happening. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. And you got married at an apartment complex. Yeah. It's about, it was about with the, it was stunning. You got married lake in the, or was it a canal or a fountain or something? Yeah, there was oh, a canal beautiful. over there. Yeah, Old town Scottsdale. Yeah, Brett's first beautiful. wedding was beautiful. That's about it. <laughs> and then it ended. <laughs> and suddenly the beauty wore off. <laughs> and he was going to work events on Fridays rather than dinner with that wife. Yes, yeah, I would. <laughs> But uh, there you go. Uh, That's it. It's 931. There it is. That is what Brady did, and you're all screwed up, but he made you all better. Thanks, Mo Money Pond, for helping us out. It's 98KUPD. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.